0: Today on Bridges, we're going to talk about practical faith. I'm glad you could join us for Bridges today. I'm Monica Schmelter, and on Bridges, we bring you hope for the journey. Today, we'll be talking about practical faith. And so we're going to look into the book of James, and my guest is Pastor Corey Trimble. He is the lead pastor at Experience Community Church. And Corey, it's always good to have you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me again. I I was saying I always get nervous when I come on here, but you always make me feel really comfortable. So thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, we want you here. You're my pastor (laughs) and I always enjoy talking to you. Now, this book, the -hmm. book of James, Mm -hmm. I think of it as very practical, right? Um, But it's written by an interesting person. So let's start with that.
1: Well, uh, the biological brother of of Jesus who... um, there are some groups Christians who who might argue that if it was a, a his literal brother, but um, I think the Bible makes it pretty clear that that it is the little brother of Jesus. And um, when I was teaching this last time, I did it was it was interesting because he doesn't lead off with that. James doesn't say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm the brother of Jesus, so listen to me." He says, "No, I am James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ." So yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't play that card. He
0: doesn't. And I thought that's part of what's interesting about Mm -hmm. him. And I thought the other part that's super interesting to me is that he didn't always believe that Jesus was the son of God. And I could imagine like if you're the sibling of Jesus, like and your sibling says, hello, I'm God. (laughs) Like, no,
1: no, No, you're not. (laughs) I think we have to show some grace in the fact that exactly like you said, Mm -hmm. if if uh, if my sibling that I grew up with that I might have wrestled with or argued with or had debates with said that he was the savior of the world, I I would probably have some doubts as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he's got that. And so but now he becomes a servant of Christ Mm -hmm. and he doesn't like drop, doesn't do the name dropping thing. Mm -hmm. He's a servant. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing for all of us.
1: Right, and um, we can kind of loosely tie. I think sometimes we try to play almost the the, the Christian card or the uh, the association with Jesus to to um, maybe elevate ourselves. And and I think sometimes as Christians we mistakenly forget that we are to be the servants, the ones lifting up, supporting, and uh, partnering with Christ, following Him, and um, and not trying to advance our own our own self image. Yeah.
0: Or to make, you know, ourselves sound more important because we are a Christian, right? And so therefore we know better and that all of our opinions are right. And we prayed about this and we're just really clear on it because we see all of that.
1: Yes. And uh, again, as we go through the book of James, you'll see that humility is such Mm -hmm. a common thread throughout this entire thing. And um, I think James just starting off with, I'm a servant. Um, I'm essentially placing myself at the lowest end of the spectrum. And um, and then this whole very, very practical, straightforward yeah. book of the Bible. Yeah. Because follows it follows that.
0: It speaks to like everything in life.
1: Everything. Yes. It's very offensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, it's like I look at it and I think, oh, I resemble that. Oh, and yes. I resemble that. Yes. And I resemble that. And so it kind of, it's kind of the mirror when I look into this book that it helps straighten me out and readjust me because I see those human tendencies. Uh, mm-hmm. The tendency to be selfish and all of that.
1: And very little ambiguity in this book. Yeah. Straightforward. There's little room for confusion, little room for debate. Um, A lot of people say this book resembles the book of Proverbs from the Old Testament because it's just very, very clean cut. And again, um, there's not much theological wiggle room in the book of James. It's it's straightforward. Yeah.
0: And I think just about anybody could understand it because it is that clear, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it speaks to so much practicality. What are some of the things that really stand out to you in this first chapter of James?
1: In the first chapter? Hmm. Um, I think later on, kind of in the second half of chapter mm-hmm. one, uh, something that, that that I think is is um, just very, very important from the book of James is, is faith that has action, faith that has works, that we are to, uh, he even says, rid ourselves of moral filth and evil, that we have to. Consciously make a decision that we are going to live a life that does not look like um, the world. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that derogatory towards humans. I'm just talking about the culture of the world and that we have to choose to be not only hearers of what this book says, the whole book, um, but to take that and to place it into action and and to live it out. Yeah. To be doers of the word. Doers of the word.
0: Because it can be easy enough and I've done it, Mm -hmm. right? I can hear the word. I can agree with it because I sure. believe it and I think, yes, that's good. Faith without works is dead. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But can I sometimes just stop at the faith part and not do what's required, not be obedient?
1: Absolutely not. It's, it's, and, that, and that is, um, I was telling, I, I, this this weekend when I was teaching, I, I try to have as much self-control and not bring my own feelings into the sermon as best as I can. But but I've reached a point, I think, in American Christianity to where there are so many nominal Christians that, that say, I am a follower of Jesus, but there is no real evidence, action of that. And James would very much argue with those people. Yeah,
0: because I think people want to say this. Well, I believe. I believe in Jesus. Well, okay, but demons believe. I mean, James the Bible says that, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Demons believe. So it can't be belief alone. Right. There has to be faith. There has to be action. And we know that we all mess up. But as Christians, that we're not living a life of duplicity. We're not intentionally uh, sinning. But when we sin, we repent. And I think it's important, right? We have to take our faith seriously.
1: Well, even you talking about repentance, um, we talk about the actions of our faith. Um, Not just the blatant social actions, like when Jesus tells us that we need to take care of the poor and the naked Mm -hmm. and and visit the prisoner. But um, James even talks about the tongue. He says, if you claim to be religious, but your tongue is out of control, you're not. You're you're not religious. And and, and we can all fall to that. And I think that all of us in our weakness can say things that, that are foolish, say things that are hurtful. Right. But the true Christian, I think, catches that, repents of that, mm-hmm. and works on speaking, treating people differently. Right. Right. So.
0: And that we work on. I know it's been a lot of years ago, but I struggled with anger and rage, and I said way too much, like way too much. And I hurt people. Hmm. And I don't think I realized it at first, because I kept on living like that. And then I realized I'm going to lose every relationship I have hmm. if I don't learn to control my mouth.
1: Your words have tremendous weight. Yes,
0: yes. And God helped me, you know, as I repented. It didn't go away like that in a minute. I love that when God does that, but most of the time for me, Corey, it's like through a process.
1: Through a process. And
0: he kind of just helped me see when my feelings got hurt or when I wanted to defend myself and whatever.
1: And I don't I don't think the, the point is us thinking that we're ever going to reach, reach a place of perfection, That's even right. with our tongue. Mm-hmm. But... If you and I were to get into an argument, and I were to say things that were hurtful, mm-hmm. that that I should at the very least recognize yes. that, go back to you and say, Monica, I'm so sorry, right. and then repent to to the Lord as yes. well.
0: Yes, and I think that that's the part that helps us to know that we are children of God mm-hmm. because there's that conviction. Mm-hmm. I mean, just yesterday I said way too much. I didn't scream, I didn't yell, I didn't say a swear word, but I added a little opinion of mine that just really could have been filtered through the Holy Spirit. I did not need to throw that thought out there. And I, I recognized it immediately and I said to the person, I shouldn't have said that, right. I'm sorry. So as much as I hate that that happened, you know, it happened here at work. So it's like especially bad, right? Well,
1: if it happened on camera, you can edit that, right? Exactly.
0: (laughs) And it's like, it's embarrassing. But the great feeling of coming clean, of just telling the person I'm really sorry and telling God, help me not to say too much next time.
1: Even the coming clean, though, can be a huge witness for people. There have been so many times that I have... You know, even even times when as it, Christians, we're justified in getting upset and mad mm-hmm. at a situation at a business or something, that sometimes we take it too far. And, and though it is uh, maybe not always fair, if that's the right way to say it, I believe we are called to talk at a, at a higher standard, mm-hmm. uh, uh, react at a higher standard. And there are times when I have not reacted at a higher standard, addressed that, asked for, you know, someone's forgiveness I've even I've bought people gift cards when I felt like I've, <laughs> but that's a huge witness. And I think even in those moments when we make a mistake, if we will humble ourselves, he that's mentions right. humility in this as well. If we humble ourselves and go back and approach that, that can be a great witness.
0: Absolutely. And it's really hard to stay mad or offended at someone that's humble. There, there's something very, you know, you have to be vulnerable in order to say, I'm sorry, like I knew better. I should have done better, mm-hmm. but I'm really sorry. And with God's help, I'm not going to do this again. That can really strengthen relationships mm-hmm. and build relationships.
1: De-escalate situations yeah. immensely too. There's, yeah. there's so much hostility and aggression in the world right now. And if more people again would be hung, humble, temper mm-hmm. their tongue, um, it might save people from from murderous situations at times even. Yeah,
0: because things get way out of control.
1: Real fast. Yeah,
0: we can put into motion things with our words that Mm -hmm. we didn't ever intend because it just runs away with us because we're not practicing self-control. That's right. And self-control is important.
1: And a product of the Holy Spirit, according to the Bible. And if Mm -hmm. that is absent, that should lead us to maybe question some things.
0: Yeah, just to kind of look. Right. Mm -hmm. to just kind of look whether it's the book of James or any other book in the Bible. Like, do I look like this? How do I behave in relationship with this? And to know that God promises uh, actually in many places, but in the book of James Mm -hmm. to give us wisdom when we ask.
1: To my knowledge, the only gift of the Holy Spirit that we are promised to get, it says generously and ungrudgingly, Mm -hmm. I will be given. To to my knowledge, the only gift of the Holy Spirit that the Bible promises you, if you ask for it, God will give it every single time.
0: Every single time.
1: So that's important. Mm -hmm. That means we should probably be asking for that.
0: Because I had never thought about that Mm -hmm. until you said that in church. I I quoted the verse a lot and I knew that God would answer, right? Wisdom. And he won't give it, you know, in a, uh, you know, in a way, you know, a way that's harsh with us. You know, he's generous with us, but that every time we ask, we can have wisdom.
1: Correct. I heard a lady say one time, <clears throat> and, and you, you and I both have uh, some charismatic roots and, and the church that I got saved in was, was very hyper-focused on the more visible gifts, mm-hmm. tongues and interpretation and healings and things like that, which I'm not opposed to any of those things. But I remember there was a woman who said to me one time, and I thought it was quite profound when I heard it. She said, if, if the world needs a gift right now, it is the gift of discernment or wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and I was like, wow, you are right. Because mm-hmm. all things kind of flow from that gift of wisdom. They do. And if we have that gift, uh, I think we will not only experience the different fruit of the spirit more, we will experience the different giftings of the spirit yeah. more. And that's I think that's what James almost leads off with, with that. Yeah
0: that God will give us wisdom. And mm-hmm. I had never thought until you said it, that it's every time we ask. So I have to remember then to ask because we, it tells us to ask. It doesn't say he just drops it down.
1: Without doubting. Without, without doubting. Without uh, like the double-mindedness that maybe mm-hmm. he won't. Mm-hmm. But if we ask in confidence, he gives us wisdom. Yeah.
0: And just believe by faith that mm-hmm. he's doing that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I used to think that meant like right in the moment I would know exactly what to do. <laughs> but sometimes like that's not how God works. You right. sort of just go through your day and then I have a thought that I know didn't originate from me. Mm-hmm. And there, I've got my wisdom. I've got my answer.
1: That's correct. And and it does. I think I think if we pray for that on the front end, I think when those and not that we shouldn't pray before certain situations. Uh, I prayed a lot on the way here because I'm you know, going to be on TV with you, and that makes me nervous. But mm-hmm. uh, I think when we pray on the front end that when um, situations arise that, that are surprises or shocks, yes. that, that that wisdom does kick in, that we start to see that fruit.
0: Yes, and the more we do it, That's the correct. more that we see it in our lives. We've got to take a break. I want you to stay with us. When we come back on Bridges, we're going to continue to talk about... Practical faith and stay in the book of James. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, MonicaSchmelter.com is a great place to get started. On MonicaSchmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at MonicaSchmelter.com, and you will find hope for the journey. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. When that temptation comes, you want to make sure that you are dressed for battle. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith, and you fight for it.
1: Visit Monicasmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event.
0: you're just joining us on Bridges today, we are talking about practical faith and what better book of the Bible to talk about that than the book of James. And, you know, Corey, we've both both been talking about kind of This book was written by the half-brother of Jesus, James, who calls himself a servant, Mm -hmm. doesn't name drop, which is just wonderful. I love
1: how you said (laughs) half-brother. Same mom, different dads.
0: Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. And I know some people would even argue that, but there are just some people that will argue anything. (laughs) Correct. And I just say, does it really matter, right? He's a servant. That's right. He calls himself the brother, so I'm going to take him at his word. That's right. We know there was a time he didn't believe that Jesus was the son of God, but I totally get that because mm-hmm. if my sister or my brother had told me that they were deity or I would be like, yeah, right.
1: Right. Save you have it for another time.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and Jesus did plenty of that. But so we're in just the James chapter one. Mm-hmm. What is something else that just stands out to you? I know that you've taught this book several times at our church.
1: Something else that really, really jumps out at me Um the phrase, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. I, I find that phrase interesting. We talked about hearing the word, doing the mm-hmm. word, but there is this um, kind of deliberate and conscious action of taking this, not just the book of James, this the, 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 the entirety of this book. And he says, implanting it, um, putting it in us. And uh, that, that 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 saves our soul. Yes. It is not this paper and leather that saves our soul, but the knowledge mm-hmm. that is in this book. And um, this is a troubling thing. And again, in our culture, even in Christian culture right now, there is such a lack of emphasis mm-hmm. on on this word. And we wonder why in the United States, uh, a third of the United States, almost not quite a third, but almost, it's one hundred million um, people who who do not affiliate with any religious belief whatsoever.
0: That's frightening. uh,
1: Yeah, it's 100 million people. That's a lot of people. It's frightening. Um, That you have the church, the Christian church in the United States, plummeting in Mm -hmm. attendance, and um, it has become impotent, if you will, in the United States almost. That's not all churches. Uh, But I think it goes to the core of, James says, we have to implant this. And this is what saves us. Right.
0: And it takes... It takes effort on our part, Mm -hmm. right? We are saved by grace. Amen. (laughs) We're saved by grace, but still faith without works is dead.
1: Well, and even what it says in Ephesians, we are saved by grace through faith to do good works. If we just continue reading that.
0: Yes. That he planned for us long ago. That's right. Ephesians 2.10 says. And so I look at, so when I look at humbly in plants, then I ask myself, so how can I do that? Right? Mm. So one way is to read the Bible. And to pray and to go to church and, mm-hmm. and, and listen to things taught. So then what I do is like after your lesson, I usually go to Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And so on Monday will be available. I can watch the live. Right. So I do that so I can listen to it again, because mm-hmm. I find that if I don't challenge myself that way, I forget what I hear.
1: Interesting. So if I
0: really want to dig into it. And it would be different for <clears> other throat> throat> people. Some people journal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big journal person. Right. I'm not against that. Again, we all learn different ways mm-hmm. and God works in our lives in different ways. I just try to give myself every opportunity with every message to like really dig in and make sure that. I'm doing my best to get it.
1: Well, it's interesting. My wife does the exact same thing. She goes to the seven o'clock on Saturday, watches it again on Sunday morning. Just, it's just her way. If, if she missed something, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. if she was reading along and I said something and she missed it and she just likes to get it twice. And, uh, I think also not just hearing it, not just being at church, but, but taking the opportunity to practice these things Mm -hmm. that it says, uh, And again, you picked the book of James, which is probably one of the most straightforward books of the Bible. Uh, Do this, don't do this. And and so we need to just practically put it into play. Mm -hmm. And then when I think we see that, that, that when these things work, if we temper our tongue, and that seems to work in our relationships, work in the job, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it builds faith not only in the wisdom of this book but in God, and we start to do it yes. more. And it like like he says, it starts to take root. Mm-hmm. It does get implanted. Yes,
0: yes, and supernaturally it begins to grow. But we have to take that first step. That's right. And for me, humbly implanted, all I just made the decision that I'm just not ever going to get offended. At anyone preaching the word. It doesn't matter, right? It just, that's God's word. There's no room for me to be offended. There's no room for me to act like I'm confused or why did he say that or why did she say that? That just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: If one claims to be a follower of Jesus, it shouldn't make sense to anyone who is a follower of Jesus. If I am if I'm a follower of Monica, what Monica says what Monica writes, I apply and do because I trust you to lead me. And so if I'm a follower of Christ, it's the same principle. Yes. If um, if the Holy Spirit is in me, if this word is is being given to me, uh, I've been talking about this a lot and maybe I'm grinding an axe, but I'm just so over people calling themselves Christian. Mm-hmm. But not only are they not following the word of God, they have not taken, they, they have not humbly received and, and made the opportunity to even know what the word of God says. Yeah.
0: I have found that making that choice to just not get offended mm. and not to question, because none of us know everything, right? So there may be things that I don't understand that are said. There may be circumstances in my life that I don't understand but I trust by faith the one whose thoughts are higher than my thoughts and his ways are higher than my ways. And so if he says it, I don't have to defend him to other people. I don't have to like grapple with it. It's like you, God is God and I'm not, and I just need to receive that.
1: But you're mature and um, you're mature in your faith and you're secure in who you are in the Lord. And, and when people are not mature in their faith, not secure in who they are in the Lord this becomes a very very offensive yeah. book we, we talked about this even last weekend um, in John we're in the book of John and and when it says uh, uh, when it talks about that that um, he becomes the the cornerstone Jesus yes. becomes a stumbling block to mm-hmm. others and so if we are immature in our faith or if we are selfish, Jesus is not a foundation to be built upon right. Jesus is an obstacle right. And so I I think why you can say you don't get offended is because you are humble, you are secure in who you are in the Lord. So we can receive this and it doesn't hurt our feelings. It is, these instructions are for our, our betterment. Right,
0: it's because we need it. Yes. Right. It's because we need it. Uh, there have been times that I've been sick and I don't always like the medicine, right? Correct. But if the medicine is making me better, I just need to do that. That's right. Because it makes me better. And so I think because I feel badly that people are not mature in faith. When when I hear you quote those statistics of how many people that just don't even name any type of faith or belief, mm-hmm. I mean, eternity is at stake. So eternity. Am I going to get be mature about this? Am I going to dig in? Am I going to do these things? Are we all going to do these things? Do we care about these people that don't believe?
1: And again, it, it all goes back to this this uh, choice that we have. I, I think this real book this this whole real book is the is the the kind of crossroads to will we decide to pursue self or will we decide to deny self? Mm-hmm. Pick up a cross and follow him. The Bible says so. Um, Again, until we reach a point to where we we are humble enough to say my ways don't work, this will never make any sense.
0: Well, the thing is, none of our ways work. (laughs) I've tried a lot of ways on my own, and it's all been a colossal fail. Nothing's ever been for my betterment. Mm -hmm. It's just been a colossal fail. Mm -hmm. I've lived offended. I've thought, well, if they don't apologize, I'm not going to forgive. Um, I've thought, well... Now, I know that's the right thing to do, but I'm just going to try to do this over here. Mm -hmm. And it always comes back to me.
1: Look at society as a whole right now. Yeah. I mean, in in every way, we are failing statistically in every way. Uh, But again, our lack of humility as a society on a macro level, um, our lack of humility is just propelling (laughs) us further and further down a hole.
0: Right. And we hear the lack of humility when people say, well, this is my truth. And you can have your truth. And it's like, that's all a lie.
1: What an arrogant phrase to say that I, Corey, uh, uh, create truth.
0: Exactly. And that I can decide who I am, right? And what I identify as. I mean, are we kidding?
1: Fun, fun fact. So if you, if you go back and research any civilization, any empire that has ever fallen, um, all the same markers that we're experiencing right now in the United States have yeah. always been there.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I don't know that any one of us can do something about all of that, but the one thing that we can do, right, is we can get on our knees and be humble. And I can say, okay, God, moving forward, right? I want to live to bring you glory. I want to surrender because I've realized my ways don't work. And then the more that I do that, and the more that I open myself to the word, Hmm. my faith is going to grow.
1: Not just yours, though. Uh, You'll raise your children differently. Mm -hmm. You'll treat your husband differently. Mm -hmm. You'll treat your coworkers differently. It does, crass way of saying it, but it does bleed on to other people. Yes. Uh, That blood does bleed on to others. Yes.
0: And there will be people, I mean, I have people in my life that I know they're not believers yet, Mm -hmm. but they're willing to have a relationship with me because I will listen to them.
1: You're civil. You're decent.
0: Yes. And I'm not mean, and I'm not hateful, and I don't act like I'm all joyful because they're going to hell, right? And I'm not looking to put their sins in their face. I do, I do share truth, but Amen. I listen to what they have to say also. Amen. And I respond to them like a person mm-hmm. because there was a day that I was very lost and I hated Christians mm-hmm. and I thought everybody was a hypocrite.
1: That's right.
0: Um, and I was real happy about it because I was too dumb to know any better. At that time,
1: yeah, and that's um, that's a pretty disturbing thing too. Not not for you, but I think all of us have felt that too. That there's some sort of pride within us as Christians that mm-hmm. um, I'm right, you're wrong, and that's really all mm-hmm. I care about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's John chapter nine when the, the the disciples see a blind man and they go, Hey, Jesus. Is he blind because he was bad or his parents were bad? And Jesus is like, you're missing the whole point. Exactly. You're not looking at him as a human. You're looking at him as a theological conundrum.
0: Exactly. When I see people on social media want to argue about the most ridiculous things, what a waste. and I think, waste of time, waste of all of this. No one gets saved as a result of and that. a bad
1: example to non believers.
0: Such a bad example. They don't even want to be near us because we can't think of you. We just sometimes don't have anything intelligent to say. It's That's like, correct. Just leave it alone. Build relationships with That's people. Right. Faith without works, right? We right. love one another. That's right. Because we're sisters and brothers. So we're out of time on James chapter one. Uh, but thank you for joining oh, me.
1: Thank you for having me. And
0: I'm so glad that all of you could join us today for Bridges, where we bring you hope for the journey. We're going to continue on, uh, Corey and I, and go through the book of James so that we can mature and do things God's way. We'll catch you next time on Bridges.
1: Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. at abide.com.